Next up on the Mutual Audio Network, fiction from our future. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. Professor Baker, I do not think this is the same construct. Look at this image. We encountered this construct in the asteroid field. Note the surface has a series of scratches and small dents. Now look at the construct that is outside the art bell. The hull is completely smooth. No sign of any damage at all. You're right, Gareth. This is a different construct altogether. Do you know what this means? This is incredible. Professor Baker. It takes light centuries to move this far in space, and we just traverse the same distance in a matter of seconds. I knew the station was something wondrous, but this is beyond my wildest hopes. This is going to change everything we know about space travel. Professor, I would really- The whole galaxy is open to us now. Imagine if there's a series of constructs like this one. We could explore the far horizons of the galaxy, perhaps the whole universe itself. Professor Baker. I understand you're excited. I understand this is a phenomenal discovery. But what I want to know right now is where are we? Well, if Gareth's and my calculations are correct, we are somewhere near the Horsehead Nebula. Okay. Now, if we start heading back to Earth, how long is it going to take? (laughs) Return to Earth? (laughs) My dear Captain Lancer, with all due respect, we're at least 1,500 light-years from Earth. At the Bell's best speed, it would take... Well, several thousand years just to complete a voyage home. I'm not an idiot, Professor. I understand that. What I want to know is how we get back home. Offhand, uh, the same way we got here. The construct in our own star system somehow links to this one and set us here. Theoretically speaking, it should be simple to reverse the settings and go back home. How long will that take? Uh, Again, offhand, Miss Larkart, I don't know. Not yet, anyways. We need to go on board the station so I can find a way to take us all back home. Captain, if we do have to go on board, I strongly recommend a squad of my people go on board as well. We don't know what we're going to find on this station. I want a team assembled and armed to the teeth, Sergeant. I'm on it. Are you sure this is a good idea? If we're to get home, I don't see we have any other choice. Well, Professor Baker, it looks like you're going to get your wish. Excellent. And while we're there, I want to know exactly what happened to send us God only knows where. I'll make a point to look into it. You do that. Captain to flight deck. How are we looking, Artemis? Bad would be an understatement. Main thruster is offline and a number of systems are burned out. We're lucky to still have life support and full rotation. Otherwise, we'd be floating about. Anything else? Yeah, the navigation computers are all offline. We're blind at the moment. How long before you get them back up? Todd's working on it, but it could be a while. The hard drive's been completely wiped. He says they need a full reformat. That'll take hours. Art, we need to dock with the construct as soon as possible. Is there any way we can do that without the computers? Well, I could do a line-of-sight docking. Been a while since I last did one, but I should be able to pull it off. 
will be tossed about a lot. Get on it. Let me know when we have hard dock. Believe me, sir, when we make dock, you'll know. Flight desk out. Eric Busby presents Far Horizons. Season 1, Episode 3, Into the Unknown, written by Eric Busby. Okay. Ever done a line of sight before, Donna? Uh, no. Not really. I tried it a few times in a simulator, but I always wound up crashing the ship. Right. I'm going to need you to read off our distance to the constructed. I've done this before, but it isn't easy. One wrong move and the whole ship will be torn apart. <sighs> Way to make me feel comfortable. You're a tug pilot. Comfort doesn't come into it. This is the flight deck to all hands. We're engaging maneuvering thruster for docking. Recommended you stop whatever you're doing and strap in or hold on to something. Okay. Here we go. Activating thruster. Distance from construct is 70,000 meters. We're closing really fast. Hang on. I'm going to slow us some more. It feels like someone is trying to pull me out of the straps. Artificial gravity isn't designed for this. It keeps trying to compensate for what I'm doing. Usually it's tied into the navigational computer, but with that down... It's flying just as blind as we are. But we're in zero gravity out here. Space has zero gravity. The ship doesn't as long as it keeps rotating. Believe me, if I could do this with the gravity systems off, I would. But it would take days to shut the system down. Adjusting our pitch five degrees. Hang on. the blood rushing to my head. It's moved to flight deck. Art, what the hell are you doing up there? This old girl can't take it anymore. You're tearing her apart. Sorry, Max. Needs must and all that. Just keep her together. Keep her together? This is a top-of-the-line fighting ship, not a fracking battlecruiser. The Art Bell was not designed for this. I know that. Just hang on. We're almost there. Flight deck out. What's our position? 460 meters and still closing. I think I'm gonna hurl. Hold it together for a few moments. We'll be done soon. I can see the main hatch. The sooner the better. This is where it gets really rough. Engaging braking thrust now. Oh, God. Extend docking arm now. Extending the docking arm. Hard contact in three, two... One. Docking complete. Thrusters at station keeping. We made it. <sighs> that was not fun. Ah, it's nothing. You should have seen some of the piloting I did back in the war. Make this look like a cakewalk. 
Flight deck to captain. We're docked with the construct. Good. Stand by if we need to pull out quick. I'll do my best, sir. So, now what? Make repairs. Get the hard drives back up. That little flight of yours burned a lot more fuel than we normally go through. We've lost over two-thirds of our reserves. Don't think about that. If we get stuck out here for a while, we'll run out of fuel. Prep the probes. If there are any gas giants nearby, we should be able to refuel easy enough. Hang on a moment. We're in luck. All probes are still operational and online. Thank God for small miracles. Shall I... Don't stand on formality, Donna. Launch them. All probes launched. It'll be a while before they find anything. Let's get on those repairs. Oh God. You'll be okay, Professor. Just take some deep breaths. Okay. How are you holding up, Miss Lockhart? I'm waiting for the room to stop spinning. Considering the ship rotates to maintain gravity, the room is always spinning. You want me to be sick, don't you? I've never been through... Anything like that before. <laughs> Hell, they put us through worse back in basic. <laughs> A trooper's no good if he's tossing his lunch during combat maneuvers. How charming. Well, look at the bright side. Once we get the computers back up, you won't have to go through this again anytime soon. Sergeant, let's get our troops on the construct. You might want to hold on that for a moment, Captain. Just finished a scan. I'm reading a power system on board but not atmosphere. Have everyone in combat suits, then. We have to get over there. On it. Once you're feeling better, Professor, you and Mr. Gareth will be joining us. What? Whoa, whoa, wait a moment. I've never had to wear a combat suit before. Then look at this as a chance to expand your horizons. You're coming along, Professor, just so I can keep an eye on you. Charming as ever, Captain. I wonder how many stations there are. Is it just these two, or could they be more? Theoretically speaking, there could be hundreds, perhaps thousands. In fact, I would. Ah, what the hell is that? Professor, any idea what is happening? No idea. Maybe I should go back to the ship and... Captain, the scanner is reading a breathable atmosphere now. We have air. Yes, sir. Room temperature has also risen to 65 degrees. Sounds like someone has rolled out the welcome mat for us. What do you think you're doing? You heard the man. We can breathe the air now. I think I'd like to make sure it's safe before anyone... <sighs> That's much better. I hate environmental suits. So big and bulky. I have no idea how anyone gets anything done in them. Susan, that wasn't very wise. For all we know, that could be some... Alien germs floating around in here. You could be getting infected right now. I'm not picking up any microorganisms, sir. The air seems clean. 
See, safe as houses. Or alien space stations. Take your pick. Risks like that get people killed. Risks are part of the game if you want to get ahead in business. Yes, well, for the moment, I'm running things here. So in future, let's do things by the book, okay? Let's see if the control center's in the same place. We should... Professor, Captain, we found something. <gasps> oh, my God! Someone get on the horn and have Dr. Stark come over. I think we're going to need his help. Right. Hold that there. Hold it. Just a few more seconds. There. Yes, that should do fine. This is Cat. Main power plants are back up and running. How are things up your end, Todd? Slow. What? Did something go wrong? No, I was able to reformat the drives. It's just taking the software forever to load. Back at university, we had computers that could run circles around these antiques. And those were out of date, too. <laughs> Primitive piece of junk. Any idea what caused the crash in the first place? Not enough shielding that, whatever hit us, had the same effect as an EMP. Electromagnetic pulse. Yeah, that would do the trick. Could have done a lot more damage, too. Could have fried the drives altogether. Then we'd be really screwed. Think we can find a way to shield them if we have to go through that thing again? Oh, easy enough. Surprised they didn't think of it before, really. The military always shielded computer cores just to keep this from happening. In the early days of the war, it was easy to disable an enemy ship. You just set off a nuke in the battlefield and you'd cripple every ship in the region. They're all done. Flight deck, the navigational computer is back online. You should be able to access it now. Thanks, Todd. I'll buy you a beer when we get back home. I'll hold you to that. Over and out. But from the marks on these bones, I'd say someone had been chewing on them. From the way everything scattered about, I'd hazard a guess that these people had ripped them apart first. I... I think I'm going to be sick. Again. Maybe you should go back to the ship, Susan. No, just uh, need to catch my breath. What the hell could have done this? An animal of sorts? No. Uh, at least, I don't think so. Look at the shape of the teeth. And then look at the marks on those bones. They're the same size and shape. Whatever happened, they did this to themselves. You mean, they... they ate one another? The evidence seems to support it. Any idea how long ago? No, Captain. You said this place had been sealed in a vacuum. This could have happened days, weeks, even centuries ago. Right, stand by. That's the last of the team, sir. Looks like it's the same on every deck. Nothing but remains all over the place. Same signs of violence. Were they able to find the main control room? Yes, sir. It's in the same place as it was on our... Perhaps I can be of assistance.
Art, we're starting to get telemetry from the probes. They found something interesting. Any gas giants? Yes, four in fact, two of which are perfect to keep the bell fueled. But that's not the interesting thing. They also found this. Another planet. What's so special about it? Look at the readings. An atmosphere that's a lot like Earth's. Art, this world can support life. Support life? You mean there might be something living there? Yeah. I think we'd better tell the captain about this. Sonny Jim, don't move. I am not moving. I take it that is a form of weaponry. It's an AR-185. I pull the trigger, and your guts will be sprayed along the wall before you can blink. That is quite unlikely. What you are seeing is my avatar. The greater portion of my being is spread throughout this complex. Allow me to introduce myself. I am the host for this warp gate station. I am here to serve and advise you. So... There are other stations. Several thousand across the known galaxy. How may I be of assistance? So, you are just a hologram. In other words, an artificial life form. That would depend on your definition of artificial. I'm aware of my existence, thus by the understanding of many cultures I am sentient. Including yours, I believe. So you know where we're from? A planet called Earth. I was recently able to access your ship's computer. It took a few moments to set up my avatar to appear as you do, as well as speak your language. Can you tell us what happened here? Accessing files. Accessing. Accessing. Is something wrong? The momentary circuit breakdown. A number of my systems are compromised. The cause is... The cause is unknown. I've requested a repair technician, but have received no confirmation for 243 cycles. Cycles? In your terms, decades. Decades? I take it this is unusual. In the extreme, madam. All gates were operating at full capacity. However, an incident has occurred. Many gates have fallen into disrepair and are no longer functioning with any accuracy. Incident? What sort of incident? Apologies, the information you seek is not within my databanks. I fear the data have become corrupted. May I offer you anything in the way of food and drink? I have many varieties to choose from. No, thank you. I would like to know what has happened here. Is there anything you can tell us? I am not programmed to speculate on events. However, there is a recording made by the last personnel that inhabited this station. Would you care to hear it? It might be able to tell us what happened here. You have a point. Uh, yes, we would like to hear it. Accessing recording. Faster than we expected. By the time I'd learned the commander and the seconds had been compromised, it was already too late. They're all dead. Everyone. All of them taken. I'm the last one left. This door won't hold for long. Please, if you're seeing this, you have to warn them. All of them. The darkness, the darkness is real. It comes from outside the system. No one's safe. No world is safe. No! 
Recording ended. Is there any other way I may be of assistance? Are you certain I cannot offer you any sort of refreshment? You have been listening to Far Horizons, Season 1, Episode 3, Into the Unknown, written by Eric Busby. Featured in the cast were David Alt as Nicholas Lancer, John Specht as Artemis Kane, Laura Post as Donna Briggs, Ellie Hirschman as Joshua Baker, Judah Fries as Max Howlett, Amanda Fitzwater as Susan Lockhart, Bill Holloway as John Collins, Zach Ricks as Sam Reed, Gareth Preston as Dr. Stark, Megan Presley as Caitlin Cullen, Michael Hudson as Gareth Shaw, Tom Davis Beale as Todd Eccleston, Bruce Busby as the host, and Lucian Dodge as the crew member. Far Horizon theme by Kai Hartley. Additional music composed by Ambient Light and Kevin McLeod. This episode was directed and produced by Eric L. Busby. Post-production work by Eric L. Busby. This is Mark Brzee. You have been listening to an Eric Busby production. You're listening to Wednesday Wonders on the Mutual Audio Network, where you can enjoy the wonders of the imagination. And speaking of wonders, everybody wonders why the Bells in the Battery podcast is still plugging along, not only on Friday Follies, but a bunch of times on Sunday Showcase as well. Give Bells in the Battery a listen sometime, and you'll wonder how he gets away with some of that stuff. Rated G, family friendly. Caution, occasional toxic puns.